Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Joining us right now, Pete Prisco, senior NFL columnist for CBSSports.com. And of course, we love that him. very popular Pick 6 podcast, which you can find on iTunes. Pete Good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? What's up, fellas? How are you guys? Great, man. We're doing well. The uh, Giants moving on from McAdoo the other day, going against what they said a few weeks ago and waiting till the end of the season. Uh, Who do you think their top target's going to be to fill that job? Well, it'll be somebody who won't rock the boat because that's not the Giants' way. Um, I I would think it would be somebody who has experience as a head coach already. Um, and, And... you know what? I would look at Josh McDaniels first and foremost. And I be honest with you, I thought Josh McDaniels was a complete fail in his first stint as a head coach in Denver. Uh, he was given too much power. He was too arrogant. He was too tried to be something he, he wasn't, which was Bill Belichick. And I think he's learned from that. And I think the second time around, he's going to be a significantly better NFL coach. I, I think he's a smart, bright guy. He realized his mistakes. He will change them and he will be a much better coach second time around. So if I'm the Giants, I would go after Josh McDaniels. So the biggest mistakes he made the first time around was just being too arrogant? No, too arrogant, mm-hmm. too much control. I yeah. mean, and, and and took over the building and acted like he was Belichick, and you're not. If you don't have skins on the wall, and I've seen it happen many a time over the years with these coaches, if you don't have skins on the wall and you try to be that guy who does have skins on the wall, you know how players are, Brian. They look yeah. at you and go, hey, dude, at least win something before you start acting like that. True. Now, we were just discussing coaching hot seats in the uh, NFL. Dirk Cutter, his name comes uh, comes to mind. Uh, what are the prospects of him returning? We don't have, uh, you know, they're itchy to make changes down there quickly. And we've seen that in the past. We saw it when he took the job and got the job with Lovey Smith being run out of there. So uh, I would think if they have a meltdown the next four weeks that he will be in, in, in great trouble and they will make a change. Now, the easy thing to sit there and say, oh, they'll bring back John Gruden, but I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I don't know if you want to take that route again. And the other thing is, is why would John want to leave the booth? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's a comfortable lifestyle, making a lot of money to go become a head coach again and, and all that pressure and all the time and everything else. I, I don't I don't know if he'll do it, but they'll probably explore it. But I, I would imagine Dirk Cutter is on that list as well. Are there a lot of names on that list in, in your opinion this year? Is this going to be like a total bloodbath the Monday after Week 17? You know, we asked that question on our podcast yesterday, me and Jason Locker for and Nick Costas, and one of the questions was the over-under at eight. Um, wow. The head coaching changes. And I took the over. I mean, I wow. think it's going to be – well, you got to take into account, you know, the Bruce Arians situation in Arizona. Is he going to, you know, maybe walk away after the season and that job will come open? But eight openings, more than eight openings. You look at – okay, count them up. I mean, you already got the Giants opening, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to have probably Tampa Bay. You have uh, Indianapolis for sure. There's three right there. Cleveland might have Cincinnati. I mean, if, if, you know, there's talk that Marvin Lewis goes upstairs and they hire a new coach, maybe even bring back Hugh Jackson. You've heard that one before. Um, so there's, I mean, what is that, six already without even blinking? Texans? You know what I mean? and what's that? Texans? I don't, he might get a pass. See, I think you got to factor in some injury issues. He might yeah. get a pass because the injury. Jake Gruden 
might get a pass uh, if they flop down the stretch because of all the injuries. So that's two guys that are possibilities. But I think, you know, how about Jason Garrett? I mean, they're, they're, isn't that possible if they don't make the postseason? No. You don't think? <laughs> man, that's a yes man. Uh, that He's not going anywhere. I don't I don't think uh, you would bring anyone else in there. They have that situation set up exactly how, how, how uh, uh, Jerry Jones wants it. No, he's not going to do that. Yeah, you never know with Jerry, though. I mean, he's, he's the unpredictable wild card in this whole thing. Uh, so what do we – okay, you count the ones we just mentioned, you're over. You're up to 10 now. Well, right? uh, I mean, it, Go ahead. I'm sorry, Pete. What about the Titans? If they, I mean, if they flop. Well, they're in first place down in the division. How about the I Raiders know, and Del Rio? No, I think Jack will stay because, mm-hmm. you, you know, he, he's close with the owner. I think the owner likes him. I think that's mm-hmm. another situation like you just mentioned with, you know, if you don't think Garrett's going, then you certainly can't think Jack's going. Right. So, Brian, every but time yeah. – oh, sorry, Pete, go ahead. No, but it's, it's, it's amazing how the, you know, everybody's so antsy to – to run these guys out. I mean, somebody mentioned Vance Joseph to me the other day. Oh, I no, mean, that, that I'm not antsy. We're not antsy. We're just bringing up the, the that question. That the worst team guys. in football right yeah. now. Talking about the fan bases yeah. and stuff. I mean, I mean, does Vance Joseph get fired after a year? I mean, they are terrible. <laughs> I know, Jesus. but do you fire him after a year? Uh, probably not. Is that fair to Vance Joseph? Can you hire him, and then your quarterback situation is a mess because you made it a mess? And now you're going to fire him? I don't know if Vance Joseph's a great coach or not, but it, uh, uh, the way the situation has played out, it's unfair to him to, to ask him to go win games with, with that quarterback situation being the garbage that it is. Gio and Jones with Pete Prisco, senior NFL columnist for CBSSports.com. Also check him out on the Pick 6 podcast on iTunes. Every time we have Pete on, Brian and Pete get into this argument about Russell Wilson, and Pete's that's, that's like his thing. It's not just Brian. It's a lot of people. But if you pay attention to Pete Prisco and what he puts up on CBSSports.com like I do, you know you can't argue anymore because he wrote this. I have been one of the harshest Wilson critics, always believing he was very good and not among the best. This season, he is proving to be among the best. Brian, you finally have turned the guy. Well, Russell Wilson kind of did, so you can't yell at him about that anymore. I love you, Pete Prisco. You do. I know. You got to put that on tape and just run it over. No, 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 no. Well, what is what has turned you? I I look at the guy and and we we discussed this the other day after they knocked off the Eagles. No running game to speak of. Offensive line is in tatters. I mean, it it is a it's just the Russell Wilson show, and it's a good thing that he got in the best shape of his NFL life and dropped a few pounds because he needs to run for his life. He does. It's a bad oh, – I mean, let's be honest about it. It's a bad offensive line. I mean, no, mm-hmm. no question about it. But, you know, one thing I want to say, though, I, I think it's a slight to his weapons outside year in and year out to say they aren't very good. I think Doug Baldwin's a damn good player, I agree. by the way. Yeah. And, and I also thought Golden Tate was a damn good player when they were together. And ever, all anybody ever said was he has no receivers. I, don't, I, never, I never bought that. I never did. But what he's doing this year with no running game and, and the fact that his offensive line is atrocious – I mean, he, he, he look, the guy is single-handedly carrying that team on offense. And the defense, look, hasn't been as good, but they showed up the other night. That was a heck of a performance by the defense. I mean, he's still maddening to me, okay, when I watch him play. I mean, he leaves clean pockets. He doesn't let the, progress, let the, you know, the offense progress. He doesn't go through his progressions enough. And maybe that's because he's taking so many shots behind that crappy offensive line. 
But when he gets outside the pocket and he keeps his head up and makes all those plays, it's magical. I mean, it is. It's magical when he does that. He's he's as good as – I mean, Fran Tarkington, you guys might – you're not old enough, I don't think. Well, Brian Jones is, but you're not. But uh, I mean, <laughs> You are right, sir. <laughs> I mean, he used to run around and make these amazing throws and, and, and just, you know, things he didn't have to do, but he'd end up looking really like a, a talent when he was finished. That's what Russell Wilson does. You know, he doesn't – it's almost like – remember back when Brett Favre used to do it. You know, he didn't run the offense, but he made magical plays, and Holmberg used to go, what are you doing, what are you doing? Oh, great play. That's what Russell Wilson does, and, and that's, what, that's why he's becoming a, 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 a guy that everybody's raving about in the MVP. And he is in the race, I mean, no doubt about it. You can't give him the MVP right now over Brady, though. You just can't. Brady's got significantly better statistics across the board, and his team has, a much, has what, two games a better record. So you got to give Brady the MVP, MVP right now. The question of the last weeks have been about the NFC and the best team. I've heard that a million times, which one of these teams is the best out of this group. And I'm almost tired of of asking the question to guests at this point, but I I haven't heard your take on it. Out of that group of these good teams at the top of that conference, who do you like the most? You know, it's so hard to pick. I'm with you. It's hard to pick them. I mean, they're, they're really all lumped in together if you ask me and they've kind of played each other a little bit you know minnesota beat the rams the rams beat the saints you know the, now the eagles play the rams out in, in in la i mean it's 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 hard to figure out which one is the best we kind of sleep on the vikings a little bit and i'm i'm as guilty as anybody because people don't want to give that quarterback credit you talk about a quarterback you know we talk about wilson being magical with the way he moves around and keeps his head up and makes plays Case Keenum does a lot of the same things, and you know his offensive line's better, but he does a lot of the same things when he gets outside the pocket. So, I think Minnesota's defense is really, really good, and the way he's playing with those receivers, with Diggs and Thielen outside, they might be the best team. Uh, they face a tough test this week at Carolina because if you're playing consecutive road games outside the division. I always think that's tough to do, but if they win at Carolina this week, look out for the Vikings. They might be they might be one of those teams that could actually play. The Super Bowl, the first team to play the Super Bowl in their home stadium. And they might not have to leave there because they're the one seed with the tiebreaker yeah. right now in the NFC. That would be unbelievable. And, and you know what? Mike Zimmer's a coach. I, I've, I've, you know, championed him for a long time as a as a guy who never got his chance in the NFL for, for whatever reasons. And, you know, you heard rumblings. He was gruff when he would go into interviews. He would tell the ownership what was bad with their team and he was blunt about it and they didn't want to hear that and which is why he didn't get any jobs and anybody i don't know if you guys have ever been around mike zimmer i mean he he, he will not hold back which is why i you know i'm one of those guys too so i always respected him and liked him look what he's doing with that team i mean you lose your your quarterback last year okay you starting quarterback then you lose your starting quarterback this year last year he had all kinds of injuries he loses his star rookie runner who was going to have a big year and, and look where they are i mean mike zimmer right now might be the coach of the year in the National Football League. And I know a lot of people want to give it to McVay because he's done a wonderful job out there as well. But, man, man, he's doing a heck of a job in Minnesota. No, I I would agree with you. He's been outstanding. Let me ask you about your alma mater before we get you off the horn. (laughs) What are your thoughts on Herm Edwards being the new head coach of uh, the Sun Devils? I don't think he was aware that they're devils. Hmm. You know, by the way, if uh, if they were going to go to an NFL structure and become – you know which they're doing, and did you see that weird release that they yes. sent out about that? Yep. You know they should have hired me as the guy who would be uh, the pseudo GM 
And I would have found a way to get all those bags of money to the players they need to get in. Let's be real real about it. Does it really matter who your head coach is if you don't get the players? It doesn't matter. How do you get the players? Come on. You know how you get the players nowadays. Give me a break. (laughs) Bottom line, I've told Ray. I love Ray Anderson. I've known him a long time. And I told Ray, I tell every time I see Ray, I say, Ray, please start cheating like everybody else so he can win me a national championship in my lifetime. That's all I want. That's all I want. And Ray said, what? Well, no, first it was, he was with Burton Hanks, and Burton Hanks looked at me and said, don't you appreciate him going to bowl games? And I go, no, those things are exhibition games. I want to play for a national championship. I want to be in the final four one year. And Ray laughed when I told him that. You know, look, the bottom line is, I think Herm Edwards is an intriguing hire, but the structure, and he might not go out and recruit. Yeah, He might be like, the, the, the CEO sitting in his office but not going out and doing the dirty work? How are you going to get players if you, if you yeah. can't get your head coach out and, 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 and do, recruiting, do the actual recruiting? It makes no sense to me. I'm with you. Reed Why P- can't Mike Novell – you know this better than me, Spryzer. Why yeah. can't Mike Novell get a job? Uh, I, I don't know if he wanted – he was talked to, and I believe that's who Tennessee met in-house with. And uh, But he just, he just received an extension from Memphis, and kudos to Memphis being able to hold on to a coach. Uh, that hasn't been uh, the case here of late. Justin Fuentes, of course, went to Virginia Tech after having a successful season there. I'm sure he was in the running for a number of these. His name came up uh, with the Arkansas opening as well as the Tennessee opening. But, but okay, but he was the offensive coordinator in Arizona State. Right. Would it, would, would, and Graham was one of his mentors. Would that be like dancing on his grave if he took that job? I, I mean, I don't know. But, you know, Ray Anderson wanted to hold on to Bill Napier, who was the current OC, and he also wanted to hang on to Phil Bennett. Yeah, I know. Is that a good move? I mean, you're getting a head coach who's inheriting a staff. That's never a good situation. That's never. Yeah. But Herm Everett signed on for it, so he don't he won't have to recruit. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It's gonna be look. It's weird. It is very how weird. Place, how places like Auburn, Alabama, which is compared to Tempe as a hellhole, get players beyond and ASU does not is, is mystifying for me. I don't get it. Well, maybe Herm would change that with his his Catholic. I mean, he, I mean, he's a Catholic way, and a right? Christian. Don't you look at Texas as the same way? I'm with you. No, A-State, that's a great place. That's one of the number one party schools, you know, if that's a plus. It's and, the and, biggest school in the country. It's yeah. the biggest school in the country now. Yeah. Right there with UCF, you're correct. Yeah. Why don't they – maybe they need more alums giving more money. You know, yeah, we, why don't you plop don't, down some cash? Don't call me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pete, thanks for the time, man. Take care. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.